You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you today? I am very well, thank you, Richard. Very well. And you, brother? Uh, yeah, um, not too bad. Mm-hmm. Into uh, lockdowns and so on, but, uh, you know, starting to adapt. Mm. Um, We'll see. Yeah, you've caught me at a good time. I've just had chocolate and coffee, so uh, my mood is a little elevated. <laughs> well, that's good. Richard, it's back by popular request. Do you know what's coming back? Oh, tell me. I think I know what it is. Okay. Tell me. Okay. Well, I was talking to our, our friend, Beck, who listens to a podcast regularly, and she said she loves hearing about different subcultures. And so hearing Andy's things that Andy says and farm words, <laughs> she loved it. Yep. So I've got some more farm words for you. Are you ready? Fantastic. I'm ready. Okay. Fire away. Okay. Um, firstly, if, it, if you said we really need to clean out that grid, the word grid, what is that? Can you have a guess? Clean out a grid. Um, I think that might mean a cattle grid on a yeah, road. Yeah, you've got oh, it. I've got to get it. <laughs> Fantastic. I know what those things are. Yeah, because yes. the, the soil builds up. And so essentially the cow can just walk straight across the, the grid. And it, you it, don't want that. it's ineffectual. That's right. Okay. <laughs> what about if you said um, we really need to make sure we bring both the bucket and the forks? Ooh, the bucket and the forks. Is, are you cleaning out the pig pen and <laughs> with a bucket and fork? No. So if you've got a tractor with a hydraulic arm, you might have yep. a bucket on the front or you'll have forks much like a – they're two prongs, much like a, a um, forklift or something like that. That's what I call a forklift. And so if you're going to do a job with your tractor and you, you might need both the bucket and the forks, but the tractor can only carry one of those at a time. So you have to think about, oh, Will I bring the bucket or the forks? And if you need both, you need to discuss bringing both the bucket and the forks. Ah, very good. Yep, <laughs> makes sense. I'd love to love to be part of that action. Okay, here's another one. And this is a Clark mm-hmm. family special. So if you said, all right, we're done, you better bush them, what do you mean? <laughs> you better bush them. <laughs> uh, it means um, tie them up and take them to market. <laughs> No, it means the exact opposite. It means, okay, we've had them in the yards. We've mustered them into the yards. We've done the work we need to, might be like um, inoculating them or something or dealing with a fly or branding or something. And then you say, okay, we're going to bush them, which means to send them back out into the bush. So so bush them, but also sometimes you could just say, I'll just go bush them over there, which basically meant we're just going to push those cattle over that region. And so it was this kind of coverall term for just do something with them that moves them away from where they currently are. Yeah, out in that <laughs> random world of the bush, yeah. <laughs> and one final one. This is more a riddle. Okay. Okay. There are two things on a property that can be both black, red, light, and heavy. What are they? All right. There are two things on a property that can be both black, white, light, and heavy. No, black, red, light, and heavy. Black They're red. all terms that can be applied to two different things on a cattle property. Uh, okay. Um, black, red, light, and heavy. Uh, two different things. Is it a kind of a cattle, a cow gripping device <laughs> that um, you no. take use for big, big cows and little cows? <laughs> nope. Um, a uh, kind of a, a tractor thing? No. <laughs> nice try. Here, but how about I just tell you? You can have yes, you a black cow, a red cow, a light cow, or a heavy cow. 
So oh, yeah. cows can yeah, all be cows. Yeah. So I should have I should have got that one. <laughs> but I mean a red cow is actually they look more brown than red, but we call them red. Mm. And the other thing is soil. So you can have black soil, red soil, and your soil can be light soil or heavy soil, depending on what kind uh, of things yeah. it grows. And so you could technically say you better push that red beast or red cow over into the <laughs> the red country, which means red soil. <laughs> But it all wow. looks really brown. <laughs> yeah, I'm really amazed by farmers that they're just their knowledge of soil. To me, soil is a complete mystery. Like, <laughs> I mean, a bit of clay, a bit of sand, but I know for farmers, soil is just so important. So yeah, it's in, uh, it's I'm incredible. Impressed. Yeah, it's incredible. The knowledge a farmer can acquire of his country to the specificity of this paddock and that paddock and the differences between them. It's just yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Anyway. Well, thank you for sharing farm words. That's I, all right. think I I got one out of uh, four. Yeah, but you, yeah. you had some pretty good instincts there, though. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. You didn't grow up in the bush. You're not meant to know these kinds of things. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank what you. about you, Richard? What have you been up to? Well, I thought I'd share a story with you and our listeners about um, a time last week when um, our family had to press abort on family Bible reading <gasps> for the night. Oh, uh, wow. That's significant. It's, well, it's quite funny, actually. So bear with me as I explain. We were reading uh, Jeremiah in the evening. Uh, we're on our thing on the sofa after dinner. I think we've talked about this a couple of times. We, um, we go off and uh, do some Bible reading. We're just using the uh, Hunter Bible Church Time with God Jeremiah booklet, mm -hmm. which... Um, uh, we'll put a link to, um, but he, we were reflecting on chapter four, verse 23, okay. uh, which is, I looked at the earth and it was formless and empty. And these Bible reading notes very helpfully pointed out that that was a reference back to Genesis one, uh, verse two, mm -hmm. the earth was formless and void. And that got me into a tangent where I shared a story from Bible college, where I said, um, people used to use the Hebrew words for formless and empty, um, to describe their uh, essays or their mm. assignments. <laughs> and, you know, how's your assignment going? And they would say, the, and here are the Hebrew words for formless and empty. Such nerds. It's, um, I love quite, it. That would be fun. Quite, quite fun to say. Yeah. And the words are tohu vavohu. <laughs> so formless and empty in Hebrew is tohu vavohu. <laughs> and as soon as I said it, I was just, you know, because we'd say to your, your classmates, oh, how's your essay going? And they'd say, oh, it's tohu vavohu, you know, <laughs> for, formless and, and empty. And, empty. Um, and the boys, when I said tohu vavohu, they just burst into laughter and giggling. They just thought it was the funniest thing ever. And <laughs> I, every time we tried to move on from that point, they just could not stop giggling and so <laughs> we had to press a, that's why we had to press abort on bible bible reading for that day that is hilarious it was like, we've got you know getting the giggles is that a phrase from your family yeah no um, we never did we, uh, we didn't do that but laugh laughing lots we would just get carried away laughing yeah, yeah totally. so yeah so that's what happened to us last week so <laughs> who would have thought jeremiah would have led to a fit of giggling but that's uh, <laughs> Yeah, tohu vavohu, Joe, it's a very fun thing to it, It's something to you say. can whip out if you want to be <laughs> truly funny. Uh, well, that sounds fun. Now, Joe, uh, tell us, what are you reading in the Bible? Well, I've been working my way through the Gospels this year, of course, as everyone will know, if you've been listening for any amount of time. And I got to Matthew 20, verse 29 to 34, and I just had a really lovely time in it. And so I thought I'd share that with everyone. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, Jesus... Um, I'll, read the, I'll actually just read the section because it's really great. Yeah. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a loud, large crowd followed him. 
two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want for me to do for you? He asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. Mm. And it's just this little little moment where Jesus pauses and heals um, two men who've cried out to him. And the thing that I got stuck on and that I just really enjoyed thinking about um, was that Jesus had compassion. Mm. And I've always found that word quite a striking word for me. I quite like it as a word, the idea yeah. that you would see someone in their need and, and want to help them or care for them. Um, and it just got me thinking, oh, where else is Jesus described as having compassion or um, what's that look like? And so I, I went and did the word search and basically um, Jesus has compassion on the crowd. He sees them as sheep without a shepherd. Yeah. He has compassion on another crowd and he heals the sick. Um, and, and this is around the feeding narrative as well. And then the thing that jumped out to me the most was two references. One was to Luke 15, verse 20, which is with the, the, the parable of the lost son who returns. Mm-hmm. And this is where you see not only Jesus has compassion, but God the Father in this, um, this picture, he says in Luke 20, verse 15, verse 20, it says, he, and he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, the father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. Yeah. And just such a beautiful demonstration of love for the person in their weakness and in their frailty. And then the final one was 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3. I love 2 Corinthians. It talks about (laughs) comforting others, Mm. the comfort we've received from God. But it starts with this verse, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Mm. And it just I just spent a few minutes thinking about how, wow, Jesus is compassionate. He heals and helps people. But that's also a character trait of the father who is compassionate for the person who has been a wayward child yeah. um, and he has mercy on the wayward child. And it's it's just part of his being. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's really nice. Oh, it's just yeah. so lovely. Totally. Mm. We should pick up on things like that as we read the Bible. Mm. Um, uh, just the uh, compassion of Jesus and the father. And it just so naturally leads into prayer and praise of God, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and confidence in him. Um, mm. In a world which would say so often, how could your God be like that? Mm. I find such comfort and confidence that I'm remi- when I'm reminded and shown examples of, oh, look, this is the nature of your God. This is the character of your God. Yeah. Um, and it, and um, I find it very kind of emboldening even to think, no, God's great. He's awesome. I love him. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was the attitude of the blind men. They they followed him. Is yeah. how the story concludes, verse thirty four. Um, yeah, inviting yeah. us as readers to follow him as well. I think. Yeah, and and they they cry out for mercy and they receive it. Isn't that just so beautiful? Like mm. um, that that that's God's um, uh, Jesus' response to um, the cry for mercy. There, yeah, yeah, it was quite yeah. lovely. Anyway, so it was a simple moment in the word, but I, I really enjoyed it. It was, oh, yeah. isn't God good? Isn't God good? It's, a, it's always a good thing to be reminded of. <laughs> That's always what we're on about here. Yeah. yeah There's simple things. Yeah. Well, Joe, that actually leads really well into the book I've just started reading, um, which is called uh, Gentle and Lowly, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers by I have Dane li- Portland. Oh, I'm so excited. I have got this book on my, I've bought it, but I haven't started it yet. And yeah. I'm very excited. 
What did you think? Um, yeah, well, I've only just started. And to be honest, to, I should tell my readers, I talk about a lot of books I've started. <laughs> Don't ask me about the books I've finished. But let's just <laughs> let's uh, enjoy the books I've started. I have started this one because, um, so it's uh, Gentle and Lowly by Dane Orland. It's just about the heart of Christ. And I mm-hmm. picked it up because I thought, oh, I've seen good reviews and so on, but thought, oh, this looks like a really good book just for that simple getting back to Jesus, thinking mm-hmm. about Jesus, meditating on um, on him. And so the book, I think, works really well. Um, the idea is that he's there's just a series of um, biblical reflections on Jesus, uh, sometimes springing out of the Puritan writings, mm. uh, which I don't know a lot about Puritans. Um, no, me either. Uh, that's a research project for me, I think. But um uh, just reflections on Jesus and, and ideas for prayer and praise. Mm. Uh, and they are sh- kind of short. I think you can read each chapter in about um, 10 minutes. So that works really oh, wow. well with my yeah. pattern. And um, uh, he's gentle and lowly is from that um, come to me all who are heavy laden because I will give you rest because I'm gentle and lowly. Mm. And so that's where the title comes. And even, yeah, chapter three is about actually about compassion, the compassion of Christ, the very thing oh, you were really? mentioning there. So um, I'll just read uh, this uh, line in page 22 I underlined just because I think I was feeling a bit weary. Um, mm. <laughs> mm. He says, uh, uh, Dana Orland writes, the Christian life is inescapably one of toil and labor. Mm. Corinthians 15, Philippians 2, Colossians 1. Uh, uh, Jesus himself made this clear in this very gospel, Matthew 5, verse 18. So I'm thinking, reading this thinking, yes, feeling it. Uh, but his promise here in Matthew 11 is rest for your souls, not rest for your bodies. But all Christian toil flows from fellowship with a living Christ whose transcending defi- defining reality is gentle and lowly. Mm. He astounds and sustains us with his endless kindness. And I, I just love that. I think that's what I yeah, it's what I needed to hear in the moment. So, mm, mm. Um, so his yeah. essential argument is: Oh, you're feeling tired physically. You're feeling worn out. Mm. Um, come to see Jesus, who actually offers you. Like, how would you finish that sentence there? It's I, yeah, he 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 brings you rest, peace, comfort, mm, mm. Um, and this is. Um, it's not just a transaction. This is his very heart. This is, mm. you know, I think this is where this book is heading is it's who Jesus is. Um, it is sort of innermost, um, yeah, innermost being. Mm. Um, so, uh, wow. yeah, really uh, enriching, I, I'm hoping, yeah, my uh, knowledge and, and love for Christ. And it's never a waste of time, is it, just to indulge in spending time um, loving Jesus more, like spending time. No growing yeah. in love for Jesus. It can yeah. sometimes feel like, oh, how is this going to change my day? Well, that's going to change your day because <laughs> it sounds like for you, you've had this experience of I was feeling tired and then it, when caused to look upon the nature of Jesus and his love for me yeah, and his yeah. presence in my life, that changes how I see my my weariness. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I'm looking forward to it. I think I'll just ha- have a read it as a general pattern, you know, as uh, going through yeah. um, going through. Uh, um, part of my regular routine, but um, yeah, I ha- have heard from one of our listeners who's started reading this on audiobook, and he just warns that it is very peaceful. And if you're at risk of falling asleep during your audiobook, because it's apparently it's a nice voice. He, he, I'm not sure if he reads it, but and it's it's, <laughs> it's a really lulling. comforting, lulling. So just be, you might this might be a morning kind of read rather than a. Like, <laughs> that is helpful to know because I have got the audio book. That is good to know. <laughs> Thank you for that heads up. Oh, no dear. Well, Richard, we're out of time, but yeah, I have something exciting 
Um, I, you and I agree that reading books and grow, more importantly, growing in our faith is just, just so critical to the Christian life. And that's part of why we're doing this podcast. Um, but actually accessing books can be quite expensive at times. And so, um, we contacted the Reformers Bookshop and they have very generously offered a discount code for our listeners. Um, so they Mm. can grab a book, any full price books that they'd like, um, using, uh, this discount code, which is homegrown in one word with capital letters. Uh, if they type that in in their cart as they're purchasing, they'll get a discount on their purchases. So yeah. thankful to the Reformers Bookshop. Jump over there and buy some books for school holidays or whatever else you might be doing uh, so you can keep growing. Yeah, that's mm. fantastic. Mm. And so uh, I guess it, uh, we would love to have our church and anyone listening be enjoying growing up in the faith. And so if you can get your hands on a book, why not? Yeah, totally. Mm. Mm. Well, brother, we are out of time, but it was fun talking farm words and <laughs> I can picture yes. your whole family just losing it with the giggles and that makes me feel happy. So we, I'm glad you yeah, shared that story. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> loving the farm words. I've been looking out for um, youth uh, terminology. It, uh, yes, I've already heard another episode of that. That was so funny. Three or four, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. We'll, well, we'll on that. looking forward to talking more about Jesus next week. Yeah, see you next time. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.